we're doing a cold open. It's for one of my friends because last episode, sorry we missed last week, but last episode she, uh, they got a little upset because my father was talking a little trash on BTS, but... I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you were. Yeah, actually, really sorry about that. Um, I was just having a little fun, but I know that BTS has a lot of fans, and the whole, you know, Korea pop movement has a lot of fans, and more importantly, it's good entertainment. So, uh, I was just having a little fun, did not mean to make anybody upset, and uh, we appreciate that person reaching out to us, and that's how this works, folks. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, definitely, definitely let us know. Uh, you can reach us at howtobealama.mail at gmail.com or one of the links down in the show notes. Uh, all right, on to the regular intro. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to How to Be a Llama, the podcast all about the life and times of a young llama. I'm Ari. A.K.A. Drama Llama. And I'm Joshua. A.K.A. Papa Drama Llama. <laughs> Together, we'll try to navigate middle school, learn some stuff, try to answer some questions, and hopefully have some fun. Hey, Ari, how's it going? I'm tired. Again? Still. Still? I mean, I know we went and worked out today. But I'm tired from my flight. Okay, can I have my sixth grader, please? Come on. People don't want to hear... People are not tuning in to hear you whine. Sorry. They're here. They're tuning in to learn about the life and times of a young llama. The which... llama whines sometimes. Yeah, I know. Sometimes. All right, well, um, perhaps I can... Uh, Help the llama feel better. No, because I know what's going to happen. You're so rude. I know that the dad joke's coming up. Don't make me feel any better. Fine. All I know is I, I heard I heard something about Elsa from Frozen. How come Elsa should never have a balloon? Why? Because she'll just let it go. That's really bad. Oh, come on. No, it's really bad. It's really bad. Well, if that's your attitude, then what's your quote of the day? My quote of the day is by Malala Yousaf, and it's, When the world is silent, even one voice becomes powerful. And what do you think that means? It means that... Even if um, a whole group is, um, like, if a whole group can't do something, one person can change. Okay. Now, see, what I get out of it is, if the world is silent about a particular subject, like, mm-hmm. like you know, the subject that affected her life, excuse me, <coughs> pardon me, one voice talking about saying, hey, that's not right, this needs to change. It's powerful. So I think we're both kind of right. Um, her story is really, actually really mm-hmm. um, inspirational. And uh, we'll get into that probably some other episode. But what's our topic today, Ari? Today's about flying. Specifically, my first solo flight. That's right. And that's why we didn't have one on Friday. That's right. Uh, little Llama here took her very first solo flight to Kansas City. Missouri. Missouri. Or misery. <laughs> to go see her new cousin. 
Little babies all Little baby Davy, he's so cute. He has such tubby suits and I love it. Yes. Mommy went four days ahead of time and uh and then little llama got to go. And uh it was a, it was kinda cool. I got um it you was You mean mommy llama? Yeah, mama llama. So I got to go uh sit at the gate with her and she was an, what they call an unaccompanied minor. So if you have someone who's over the age of what was the cutoff? Ten? Fifteen. Fifteen. No 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 no. To be an unaccompanied minor, you have to be, I think, over 10. I think so. But whatever, I, also, you're, there may be different rules based on where you live. Uh, Kansas City says um, the cutoff for um, the age limit of being an unaccompanied minor is 15. Oh, well, yeah, and then after that, they figure you're old enough to, you know, fly by yourself. But uh, if, if you ever need to send a child, um, a tween or, or like a, even maybe a 10-year-old, by themselves on a flight, it's called unaccompanied minor. Doesn't require any special sort of like paperwork, but they do need to have either uh, their a passport in their name or their license or something that some sort of legal document that shows yes, this is them and they are you know under fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, of course, they have to have a uh, some person there, usually you know a family member, a, a parent or something, with them. At, at that gets to go in, go through security, go sit at the gate, and then eventually that unaccompanied minor is the first one on the plane and the first one off the plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're anything like my little drama llama, you you just say, "Oh, okay, bye," and that's it. And I'm bye. like, "Oh, okay, bye. I'll I'll I'll, I'll miss you. I'll I, I'll be worried about you." And you're like, "Whatever, Dad. Bye." It was only because he said, "I'm taking you on the plane now," and I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, it was almost an uh, anticlimactic thing, but it was still exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Did they give you little wings or anything? Or no? Did you get special treatment? I wish. Um, the funny thing is that mom and I both sat in the exact same um place um on our trip. That's funny. Second row, window seat on the right hand side. Ah, but the difference is, uh, the plane. The pl- the flight out there was just one one trip, which is one yeah. of the reasons we did it because. Trying to get that, uh, having a layover and trying to get to your second plane, mm-hmm. that's hard for adults. Mm-hmm. And you would have been just like, I don't know where to go. Um, and they, they probably would have figured out, how, you know, they have a, they, I'm sure they have a system in place to get you to where you need to go. You might even, maybe even get to ride in one of the little golf carts. Okay. But, but on the way back, mommy and her flew together and, um, and uh, they had a layover where? We didn't have a layover. Oh, that's right. Your flight got turn into a big old nightmare yeah um i'll talk about Should we that un- okay now we'll unpack that a little bit all right so we thought we were gonna have a flight at 3 30 and we thought we were gonna get home by at least 6 30 including picking up bags and everything but uh that flight got laid over we had to switch gates and then when the people actually boarded the first time they got back off. What? They loaded the second time. They started to fly in the air. And then they came back and got off. So if we were still going to go on that flight, we would have gone at the same exact time that our um, flight that was just going to be a one trip. So mom said, might as well go. We didn't get on the plane until 920 we got there around like 12 Vegas time. 
Mm-hmm. And, like, then we had to get our bags, which Mom was not promised. Mom promised that they would have been there ahead of time. Yep. By the way, this is the third time that we've been stuck in the Kansas City airport. They just don't want us to leave. <laughs> and it was a different airline than the last time. Uh, how long were we there the last time? Last time was seven hours. So like seven or eight hours. It was ridiculous. I mean, long enough. This to... time was eight and a half hours. Yeah, and uh... <sighs> but the important thing is you're back. Yes, I am back. Yes. Hmm. So thank you very much, guys, for your patience while we uh, got all that sorted. And uh, I'm glad you could join us on this uh, this pod. So hey. Little Llama, what uh, what did you learn today or this week? I learned that American Airlines has been engaged in paying dispute with their mechanic. Oh, I see. You're you're, you're sticking with the theme here of, of yes, <laughs> which has led to a lot of hostility. Hostility, as yes. in anger. Earlier this month, it was revealed that one Miami-based mechanic took it. To the next level. When back in July, he initially disabled the navigation system on the plane, on a plane bound for Nassau. Pardon me? Bound for Nassau. It's a place. Fortunately, the pilots discovered this before the plane took off and the plane returned to the gate. That's not cool, man. But if you're getting them to feed... But, but, but still, still, to mess with navigation, that they could have ended up dry, flying into a mountain or something. Or they could have been... Plus, they could have killed a bunch of innocent people. Yeah. Plus, if the plane crashes, that's even more innocent people. So, not cool. Not cool, dude. Mm-mm. But, I, there you go. So now we learned that... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and just for the record, it was not American Airlines that caused this latest snafu. We're not going to say the name of the airline, but I just wanted to say we're not we're not throwing them under the under the plane <laughs> here. <laughs> well, today I learned that. No, wait, sorry, I, I lost it. I learned that stomach acid is strong enough to dissolve stainless steel. That's right, the stuff in your belly, in your tummy, that dissolves the food that you bring. You eat and everything? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's highly corrosive hydrochloric acid, which you will, you'll get to mess with when you get into, like, high school chemistry. If it takes two weeks to, um, get bubble gum out of your system, I think it might That's, that's actually not, uh, 100% true. It's not? No, it doesn't take two weeks. Because think of it, it's food. What if it took Mm -hmm. two weeks to get rid of anything you ate? Right? Like, you would, we'd have to eat maybe once a week. <laughs> so, um, the hydrochloric acid has a pH balance of two or three, and the lower the number, the more acidic yes. it is. Right. Just like in rain. So, mm. if you have a pH of six, that's really good. If you have a pH of three, not so good, you're going to get acid rain. Well, get this. Mm-hmm. Not only is it, like, dissolving the food, it's also attacking the, the stomach lining, the, the inside mm-hmm. of the stomach. And so the, the stomach lining just puts out this nice little uh, alkali bicarbonate solution, which is you know kind of counteracts the acid. Mm-hmm. But it, even so, it still needs to be replaced, and your stomach lining gets replaced every four days. What? 
And that's not even me doing it. It entirely renews itself. Well, every cell in your body gets replaced. Nice. (laughs) Every cell in your body gets gets replaced. Uh, I forget the time frame, but it's it's not it's not doesn't take long. So who you are, hey, who you are right now, on a cellular level, you're a completely new person than you were a month ago. Um, so let's talk about best thing of the week. My best thing of the week is finally starting a new art project in art. Oh, really? What's that? It's lino cutting. Lino cutting? That's linoleum, right? Yeah, linoleum. It's two pieces of linoleum. Linoleum. I cannot speak. Linoleum. Linoleum. Uh, attached to a wooden block as thick as you want and um you you get a you make a design on a piece of paper first and then you transfer it through Mm -hmm. to the um linoleum linoleum (laughs) you transfer it onto the linoleum and um you you you're you have to be very careful with this part because you have to scrape out the parts you don't want to be black or right. whatever ink you, you, you need choose. to pick and reverse basically yeah and it's basically stamp you're basically stamping um our old one that we were doing was was the name mandalas Ooh, and you did your name your name obviously yeah okay and that was my nickname oh how long did it take it took us from the second day of the year until week seven. Which was last Friday? No. no. Week seven is this week. I finished it on Tuesday. Mm. Okay. Well, my best thing of the week, and that's really cool, actually. I'm glad you're on a new art project. Uh, my best thing of the week is you and Mommy coming home. Safe and sound, and uh, yeah, it, it it was an experience for all of us. That's for sure. And now you can you know what it's like to fly on a plane all by yourself, really. With you know, did you get was there any, when you were flying by yourself? Were you sitting next to somebody? Yeah. Who? Her name was Patricia, or was she a grown up or a kid? A grown up. And did you talk much with her? Um. A little bit before she fell asleep. Ha! All right. Well, then, Patricia was the best kind of... of... I don't know if it was Patricia, but it was something well, okay. with a P. Well, whatever her name was, she was the best kind of airline uh, a neighbor. Because then when, when they fall asleep, you're just like, oh, good. Now I don't have to... I don't have to talk. I can just sit. Uh, did you have a problem with your ears? Um, yes, at the end, because my ears wouldn't pop. Mm. And that happened the same thing when I landed in Vegas. So I had like a bunch of pops like as soon as we hit the ground. It yeah. really hurt my ear. Poor Drama Llama inherited Mama Llama's uh, ear issues. And it's fun when we, even just driving to Southern California uh, through the foothills, that elevation change can, can cause discomfort. So we, we do simple tricks like... Having, chewing gum. Chewing gum, having earbuds in with something playing. Um, sucking on a piece of candy, sucking on a water. Being asleep. 
Yeah, <laughs> unless you wake up mm-hmm. because of when, how when bad you say it sucking is. on a water, you mean sucking on like a sports Straw bottle. Straw. Oh, okay. Something. But like that, that helps alleviate that that ear pressure. Because uh, you're thing. sucking on something. Okay. Well, you know what time it is? It's question time. It's question time. It's question time. We have a question from Joanne, who asks, "Does your school participate in lockdown training, and how does that make you feel?" Um, yes, we do participate in lockdown training. Um, uh, we've only learned it in one classroom so far. It's our homeroom classroom. And we, if there is one that mm-hmm. happens, even if it is a drill, we, um, I used to be the person who did the door, but I, not anymore because I'm not the closest. Oh. And then someone would do the lights and then we would all rush to a corner to a corner and sit down and and because it's because there's a wall and like there's this cutout right where like it looks like there's um a wall that's like seeping like it's farther out but you wouldn't see it and that's where we would all hide oh good oh, i'm glad that there's a plan at least and most mm-hmm. most of the classrooms are all kind of laid out the same right kind of so as far as far as like the door obviously that's going to yeah. be the same and, and the lights but um mm-hmm. I'm sure each room slightly different. The important thing is, most importantly, is try not to panic and listen to the mm-hmm. teacher. And try not to make any noise. Because yeah. if the person hears noise coming from a classroom, mm-hmm. he'll know to go in. It may not be a he or she. Could yeah. be she. They would know to go in. That's right. Um, do, do you feel safe at school? Uh, yeah, because we have so much training of doing things. Right. Like, we've had a fire drill already. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, we, I feel like we were the best behaved class in well, our area. Of course you were. No, um, it was only because the seventh grade advanced was really bad, or, and the seventh graders were really bad, and then we did really good. I see. Hold on, everyone. We have a crisis. The charger fell out of her phone. Okay. We're back. We're back. Uh, do you know who to talk to if you don't feel safe? If I don't feel safe, I would either talk to the counselor or the front desk. Okay. Well, or, Joanne... or a teacher okay. that I'm really close to. Thanks, Joanne, for that awesome question. And here's another question. And this one's from Anonymous. How would you explain the word love to someone who, without using the word love? Someone who cares for you, cares about you. Mm-hmm. Someone who cares about you. Well, that's, that. I, I don't know if that describes cares, love itself. Though. Well, someone who cares about you mm-hmm. and wants to spend lots of time with you. I see. Um... Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's love. And I mean, love is a bunch. Is a is a really. I had a yawn. Yes, you did. Love is a really big concept, because it can mean something to different to different people. Like mm-hmm. I love you, in a different way than I love mommy, mm-hmm. and I a different way than I love. Uncle Red, our you know, who's a really good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, not technically, our uncle. Um, and, and in a different way than I love my mom and a different, mm-hmm. it, love is a, you know, but, but it all centers around, I think, caring about someone 
more than you care about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the ultimate kind of uh, expression of love. Uh, and, and someone wiser than me told me that tr- true love, if we're talking kind of romantic love, like the love I have for mommy, uh, is when you don't need the other person, you want to be with them. But it isn't like, I need to be near you, because that kind of love can re- quickly burn out and fade and be like, hey, I I thought I wanted to be with you all the time, and I, now I re- realize you annoy me, or, or I realize that I was just in love with the idea of being in love. Oh, that's a whole other mind thing. And uh, especially for uh, parents with tween girls out there and teenage girls, I'm sure you're going through that, uh, or maybe maybe not yet, but how boys, as they're growing up and they're learning about the, the concept of, of affection for someone else, um, seem to, for whatever reason, and whether it's, society's expectations of them or just the way their their brains are hardwired but they seem to handle that a little differently than ladies than the girls do uh and and regardless of who it is we're talking about it's going to be complicated i'll tell you right now okay ari Mm -hmm. when when you start having those kind of feelings or if you do and if, you, if, if uh, somebody is like, hey, I, I want to be more than just friends with you, it's going to be complicated and it's going to be a little weird. And there may be, you know, there'll be some happiness and there may be some tears. And it, it may be like you have to go through this a few times before you figure out what it is you are looking for in someone that you want to spend all your time with. And that's, I'm excited, but I'm also a little scared to deal with that as a parent. But I want you to know that Mama Lama and I, we always have your back. We always are supportive of you. And that if somebody, if you, you know, we are never going to tell you, but they're so good. Oh, but they, they, they're so good for you. You should give them another chance. No, no. Because if, if you're not, if you are willing to stop giving them your, you know, your, your love, your affection, then you have a reason. So, wow, we went in a weird place with that. But anyway, it's time for weird news. It's time for weird news. I have no weird news today. You have no weird news today? Mm-mm. Well, I have weird news. And it's sweet because in Berlin, firefighters in the town of Verl, W-E-R-L, in western Germany, and I apologize to any German speakers for butchering that, they tackled an unusual emergency late on, well, the, this is back in last December, um, when a tank at a local firm making liquid chocolate overflowed and poured out onto a street. Check out that picture, Art. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's like easily a foot thick of just chocolate on the like. Like, it's a whole other layer of asphalt. It's, it, it looks amazing. And firefighters just standing there like, well, I mean, we, we got nothing to put out. <laughs> so, like, how am I supposed to do something with this? About a ton, so 2,000 pounds, mm-hmm. of chocolate ran out into the yard <gasps> and from there onto the street. What? Can I have it? I want all of the you, chocolate. You, you, want, 
You want street tasting chocolate? No, I just want the I want the two thousand pounds of chocolate. I don't want the so tasting. So basically, the basically firefighters who get paid to fight fires, they had to face this. They had to block off the street and shovel chocolate about uh, one hundred and eight square feet to one side before a specialist cleaning company cleaned the road. Imagine getting that call. Yeah, we need you to come clean up some chocolate. What was did some somebody make a mess? Yeah. <laughs> There's t- about 2,000 pounds of it. Sorry. Yes. That's what I love is that the fire department was quoted as saying, despite this heartbreaking incident, it is unlikely that a chocolate-free Christmas is imminent in Laurel. So, yeah, so there's more chocolate. Hooray. Hooray! I just, well, I, uh... It, it, and it wasn't that the, the tank failed. It's a, it it overflow, overflowed, so somebody messed up. Someone messed up with how much chocolate to put in. Someone got fired a bit. That is my weird news. I was just like, that that is weird. I mean, just imagine that. That's Those... almost... Ba- okay, in... um, I don't remember the year, but, you know, like, like 100 years or 200 years ago, in Boston, mm-hmm. there was a... A, a, a like a flood of molasses slowly coming down the street towards the harbor oh. and it was it was kind of like lava in that it was you could run from it but what? anything in its way just got completely covered and smashed because molasses is really heavy and sticky and it took for, and, sticky. and report reports are that it took like years before it didn't smell like molasses anymore so um I don't. I think that little llama, she's yawning. It's about yeah. time for bed. Uh, someone has off, off from school tomorrow. Yeah. I so I think it's time to say goodnight. Night. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and please tell your friends. Send your questions and comments to howtobealama.mail at gmail.com. No spaces. No spaces. Until next week, have, have a llama-tastic, llama-tastic day. day.